When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Matt Bovey from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So let's start with our around the league kind of check. Now, full disclosure, we are recording this late Sunday night. The Ravens and Bengals are still playing. So we don't know who's going to win that game. Any specific matchups jump out to you from the day? I know we still have the Chiefs game against the Raiders tomorrow night, but how about any of the games that were played on Sunday? Anything stand out? Yeah, for sure. How about the Giants going to four and one? Let's go. I I know. Dable. Western New York native coach, the bills. Obviously we know that offensive coordinator for the last several years gets the giants job. Joe Shane over there. They're four and one. They're reminding me a bit of the bills first year under McDermott and Bean. when in 2017, they broke the playoff drought when no one thought they were going to be good. People thought they were tanking, go to London and beat the Packers 27 to 22. And then the jets lay one on the dolphins 40 to 17. The dolphins are in disarray right now, Matt, with everything that's going on. And Teddy Bridgewater, who is backing up, Tua goes in for him and also suffers a head injury. I have to point out, I thought it was interesting that when they tweeted it out, I was on the sidelines. I read it while I was doing the bills game and the tweet said, Teddy Bridgewater has an elbow injury. And then the next sentence said, he's also being evaluated for a head injury. I just thought it was kind of like burying the lead, you know, after everything that happened. Shocking. Right. I, I'm shocked. Right. They're burying the lead there. Yeah. I mean, those are both everything that you said. I definitely think is warranted. I want to elaborate a little bit though. Kudos to Brian Dable. That's awesome. The Packers might not be good. I really, I really right. don't think that they're that good. Right. I mean, Rogers, I still think would scare you. You, you wouldn't want to play against Rogers, but everything else about that team. They just don't have any playmakers. Also, I thought Detroit in the Patriots would have a pretty close game and the Patriots won 29, nothing with Bailey Zappi at quarterback or however you say it, 17 of 21, right? Yep. Bailey Zappi, 17 of 21. So I was expecting more and I have no idea what to make of the AFC South. I guess the Titans are the best team in the AFC South. I thought for a little while it might be the Jags, but then they only score six points against Houston today at home. Right. What was that all about? I don't know, but 
it's weird because the Titans are probably the best team in that division. And the last time we saw the Titans, they lost 41 to seven to the bills. So like the Jags were this, Oh my God, the Jags, the Starling team, they're two and three now. Like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the standings in the AFC, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. So Buffalo is four and one. They're at the top Kansas city. Let's assume for the sake of the conversation that they're going to beat the Raiders. They're going to be four and one after that. It's just kind of a big cluster. There's a bunch of teams that are three and two, two and two, two and three. Nobody's really out of it except probably the Steelers. And if the Raiders lose to the chiefs tomorrow, they'll, they'll pretty much be out of it as well. But everybody's kind of bunched there. So, yeah, I think officially, by the way, let's go back to if officially, if the, if the chiefs win to go to four and one, I think the bills would still be the one seed officially doesn't matter until they play because the bills already are three and one in the AFC, Matt, that is huge. They're three and one in the AFC. They already yep. have three wins in the AFC. I know they lost an AFC game, but so did the chiefs, right? So they mm-hmm. lost to the uh, Colts. The bills lost a division game to the dolphins, but the bills are already three and one in the AFC, which is really big because obviously at the end of the year, it might come down to those tiebreakers. Even if you lose head to head, you know, maybe, um, maybe with another team, you have to have that tiebreaker to get that second seed or that third seed uh, or whatever it comes down to. How about this? I told you the point differential earlier of the bills was plus 91. Yeah. Guess what the next best point differential is in the AFC, like plus 70, something plus 33. It's amazing. That's the, and that's the chiefs. So right, you want to get, you want to get to questions? Yeah, let's go. I know you, uh, you tweeted it out. So what do you got? All right. Well, let's start with a couple of fun ones because we'll get to football in a second. Elena from ESPN. Our told friend Elena. Me I, I, yeah. She told me I better answer this on the podcast okay. and yes. she was going to be listening. Do you have a favorite fall leaves color? And she said that Joe Biscaglia ignored her question earlier in the day. Do you I have mean, a favorite, do you have a favorite foliage color? Odd about it, but I will tell you that I don't even know. I think some, some trees actually aren't just for the fall. I always notice when I see red leaves, Okay. Like I'm like, you know, that's a really cool color for a tree, but I don't think it's just unique to fall. I just like the whole, I just like the whole thing. I like the whole foliage. I like actually Elena. I like when there's a, an area where there's a lot of different colors. That's what I like. That's a good answer. I, I was going to say, I like the really, really bright yellow. Some yeah. would say that they're like a really faint orange. I would say I really like the bright yellows that okay. you get during the fall. I also like those because it's easy to differentiate a golf ball from a bright, <laughs> from a bright yellow tree. Yes. And I spend I a lot it. of time in the rough. So I'm always dealing with that. All right. So a couple other ones, inter- like interesting that are a little bit more fun. What, what's your favorite soup flavor? This is from my, uh, Paul Ross, um, favorite soup. I, I really like Italian wedding soup. Good answer. I like Italian wedding. I like chicken noodle. Anything with like a, a chicken type broth is really good. Um, so I'll go with that for sure. I like tomato soup. Love tomato soup. I'm a big tomato basil guy. There you go. Love a nice tomato basil. All right. Also a big fan of Italian wedding. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get back to like football. Cause that's <laughs> probably why most people are listening. Ryan Whalen. Should the bills be using Shakir more? Uh, he wow. asked like four different questions. Can they set a, se- a team sack record? What about Josh Allen winning MVP? Well, Let's focus on Shakir. Cause we had a couple of questions about him. I, I thought they should be using Khalil Shakir more earlier in the season, but I understand why they haven't. And I think now he's forcing their hand. I think Khalil Shakir after the game he had on Sunday against the Steelers is going to kind of force their hand a little bit to put him on the field. But 
I don't, I, is that at the expense of Isaiah McKenzie? I guess maybe, but Isaiah, you want out there as well. He can do some nice things. He's a little different player. Um, and also Khalil's going to, you know, punt, uh, be the punt returner, but yeah, I, I think they, they need to use Khalil Shakir. I think he could be a really big part, Matt. I actually think Khalil Shakir is kind of like the perfect fit for this offense and what they want to do. I, I think his skill set really matches what they'd love to do on offense. I agree. I think that you can take Khalil Shakir and use him more than you were using him almost like a combination of what his role would have been and what Jamison Crowder's role would have been and blend that together. So your top target guys are still going to be, are going to be Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and probably Isaiah McKenzie. But even after those three guys, there is certainly a role for a rookie who is going to make, you know, these plays that they can trust him to make. Honestly, I think of it a lot like the bill, very different skill sets, but I think of it a lot like the bills and how they used Gabe Davis during 2020 when it was his rookie year. Cause right. remember that year they had Stefan Diggs, they had John Brown and they had Cole Beasley. Gabe Davis was the guy that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised a lot of people as a rookie. And I think Shakir might do a little bit of the same. I don't think it'll be quite the production we saw from Gabe as a rookie, but I do think that there's enough of a role that I went and picked him up in a bunch of fantasy teams today. I like it. I like it for sure. Uh, we had a lot of talk about James cook last week. That run was really nice, but I, I don't have a problem with right now how they're using or not using James cook. In fact, today, Sunday in the game, Devin Singletary, again, very efficient on the ground. He had like seven yards of carry six, seven yards of carry. He didn't get the ball a lot, but he so what seven yards of carry six carries 42 yards. So I, I think James cook time is going to come. And I think the way that they bring him along is fine. Um, I know he's put the ball on the ground. We've talked about that, why he's not playing, but I don't think that they have to rush that right now. All right. This is from Sarah. We haven't seen a trick play yet this year. I think we see something next week against Kansas city. I'll st- you want me to start or you want to start? Yeah, you go ahead. I don't think we see something because I think they're the best team in football. And I don't think you need to run trick plays when you're the best team in football. I, love I think it. that I think that they can beat any team without having to get in the tricks. Did you see the giants run their play today? The uh, little reverse they ran against the Packers for a touchdown. I did not Giant, know giants ran today, the same play they ran. The bills ran under Dable in Nashville last year when Dawson knocks through it. But in this situation, it wasn't thrown. It was run in eventually. Okay. Right. Yep. I, think, I mean, like kind of like Philly special essentially. Right. Um, but the giants did that. Brian Dable always had some sort of trick play for a primetime game in a big game. He always did. Whether that was John Brown throwing the ball against the Patriots, whether that was um, who was it, who threw the ball to um, was it John Brown? Maybe he threw it to Devin Singletary on, th- on Thanksgiving in Dallas might've been John, him. It yep. was, yep. it was, um, you know, he's always had something up his sleeve. Cole Beasley threw a touchdown a couple of yeah, right. once or twice. He did um, that. I mean, they, odds are they're not going to run a trick play, but I absolutely would not be surprised if they, if they did, because I think that they're just going to, at some point they're going to run something to say like, yeah, you know, we're here and uh, you know, what? I'll say maybe a tackle eligible. If that counts as a trick play, I could see something like that. Yeah. I mean that uh, does that count as a trick play? I don't think so. I think it's just a, it's a little different, right? I mean, it's just like catch you off guard. All right. So we've got a couple or more that we're going to get to. Uh, this is from T Biebs 25 chances of them extending Davis before his price skyrockets. Okay. Well, let me explain how this works for everybody. Um, Gabe Davis is allowed to sign an extension after this season. They can't do it during yep. the season. You have to wait till he's been in the league three years because he was drafted. Um, so you have to wait three years. I don't think they will do that. I think they will say, look, he's under contract for another year. 
Uh, there's no rush on that. We're already paying one wide receiver, a lot of money in Stefan Diggs. Um, let's see where it goes with Gabe Davis the rest of the year. Anyway. I mean, like this has happened though, where guys like Terry McLaurin have said, Hey, I've been in the league three years. I want my money. AJ Brown been in the league mm-hmm. three years. want my money. So they had to trade him. You hope it never comes to that, but I just don't see how Brandon Bean's going to have the money to do it and say, look, you're under contract for another year. Let's go do that. And you know, we'll figure it out as we go forward. I agree. All right. B mill buff and null three. Will the bills make a deadline trade this year? And if so, what position this is an interesting one. What do you, I, I think that there is a chance they make a deadline trade because they really realize the window that they're in and they would like to go all in. I think the most likely position of them making a deadline move. This is a tricky one. I'll, I'll, I'll answer what I think. Go ahead. Wide receiver. I think their injuries have really kind of thinned them out. They were, I mean, look, Tanner Gentry is, he, he's the consummate professional, but he's getting called up right now to the active roster because they're thin. I, I don't know if I want Tanner Gentry necessarily being a guy that the bills have to rely on as a depth receiver. No offense to him. Like I said, but I think you want to get better there and get a guy maybe in here. You talk about Odell and all that. Odell's not going to be ready till middle November trade deadline is in two weeks. And I think the, there's a lot of unknown. So to me, the most likely position would be offensive line. I'm sorry, wide receiver. And I would also say, I think offensive line would be in the mix. That's what I was going to say. I would say that if they had to, if I had to find one position, I would say a versatile offensive lineman that can do a little bit of everything because right now they have been fairly healthy on the offensive line. I know eventually they'll get back like Butker. They've got a couple other guys that they trust. I think they trust Quessenberry, but they probably don't want him to have to play a whole bunch of snaps. I think adding one more veteran into that room would make a lot of sense, especially if it only cost you a day three pick or something like that. I feel like that's a good insurance policy. Um, Let's see if we want to answer anything else. Dan Fates, what's your favorite post-game beverage sale? Post-game beverage? Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not a big alcohol drinker. I do drink some alcohol if you want to go that route. I just really kind of grab a, a juice, a Gatorade, a soda. But I did stop by. Um, Eric Wood is in town for his fundraiser. And him and some of his friends were at Iliad Apollo. So I went there and I had a, uh, a seltzer. I think it was a white claw. I think I had there after the game today. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. sale. There I'm a coffee. I'm a co- I'm a coffee guy. Post game. Okay. I just need, I just totally need some energy. I just need yep. like a black coffee to get me some energy yep. because games are long. Um, all right. Let's say, do we need, do we need Odell? This is from Nicole. Do, do you think those do not need-, need Odell, but I, 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 I mean, if you, the more talent you collect, the better it can be, I guess, in a lot of ways, but I don't think they need Odell. I agree that they don't need him, but I love the idea of them getting him. That's where I'm at. I think the more talent you can add, the better your chances are. And I don't want to hear anything about how it didn't work in some other places. He won a Super Bowl like eight months ago. Right. Bring as many of those guys in as you can. How do you stop a team that's got Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Odell Beckham? I, they only stop themselves. Probably you're right. I mean, but, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't doubt that they might be interested because of what you said, the window. I don't think you have to have them to win a Super Bowl, though. I agree. All right. I'm just scrolling through to make sure that I'm not missing anything that we have to, one of them is, well, would you re- go ahead. I, I was going to ask you a question when you're all done. Let me know if you're done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. We'll we'll end on this. Do you, have you seen, if you have 
you just tell me if you have. Have you seen the Bills line against the Chiefs and what it opened at? I have. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. It. So what do you think? It's the Bills minus one and a half. They are one and a half point favorites. How's that hit you? Uh, I think they should be favorites, but I still wouldn't pick them at least right now. I think the chiefs are, I said this before the season started and we had our debate when we ranked all of the teams in the AFC, there is nothing the chiefs have done. I know they lost to the Colts that makes me think that they're not still the favorite. I think the bills are absolutely one of the best two teams in football, but I think the other team that's the best team in football is the chiefs. I think the top three right now are the chiefs, the bills and the Eagles. And everybody probably has a different order of where they would put those teams. I think all those three are in the same bucket. And then there's a pretty big drop off after that. So one and a half point favorites on the road. I think that probably makes sense considering how dominant the bills have been this year. I still just going in arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes with a banged up team still to me seems like a, a really tall task. They absolutely can win the game. Sure. I just don't know if they will win the game. Like I, I've been very confident about this. Is, they've played five games. I've been very confident that they would win going into three of those games. I thought they would beat the dolphins, but I wasn't super confident about it. And I also wasn't super confident about the Rams game, just the stage. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen this game. I'm, I'm about where I was at with the dolphins. Like I, I think they're going to win, but I don't know if I would put money on them winning. I'm pretty surprised. They're actually favorites. I, I, I thought a while back, I figured they're only going to be underdogs in one game all year. That's going to be at the chiefs. Uh, that was after we knew there were favorites in LA I figured maybe in LA, you know, in the summer, I thought that, but they weren't like, yeah, okay. It's the chiefs are going to be underdogs. No, they're not their favorite. They're not going to be underdogs all year, Matt, right? They were favorite against LA, right? Well, the only way that they become an underdog is obviously it's there's a lot of there, this way. This there, there's, there's a lot of ways that a lot of people, if they weren't in the lineup, they would become underdogs. Yes. But if the Chiefs go out and spank the Raiders on Monday Night Football, that yeah. line that line will move. It, it, it could be a pick'em. I don't think it'll move two points. Right. It could move a point though. It could move a point and a half though. And then if it's a pick'em, this game, I, I really do. I don't want to get like super hyperbolic. I think this will be the best game of the year in the regular season in the NFL. And it will be uh, Nance. Romo and Tracy Wolfson. Once again, they did the yes. game here in Buffalo on Sunday for the first time in five years. They were here. The last time they were here was that Gronk game when he hit Tredavious white in 2017. That was the last time that the um, bills had uh, the, the number one CBS crew. All right. Well, we've um, taken up a lot of time here. Matt and I are going to come your way again later this week to preview that game. I'm excited for it, Matt. It should be a, a really, really awesome week to get ready for a, a Buffalo bills game. I think this team is kind of right where everybody expected them to be right now and playing the team that a lot of people expected them to be playing for the AFC hierarchy. Absolutely. I want to end with one fun fact before yeah. we wrap up, this will be the fifth time the bills and the chiefs have played each other since the start of the 2020 season. There are two other teams that they have played five times during that stretch. Do you know who they are? You'll, you'll get it because say it one more time. There, how many times this, this will be the fifth time since the start of 2020, the, since the start of 2020, they've well, played, uh, uh, there are two other teams. They have played five times. 
Okay, that would be obviously the New England Patriots. Yes, because two, two, and then the playoff game. And then 20, 20. Oh, and then Miami. Exactly. Because they played them once this year in the regular season already. So how about this? They have played the Chiefs more in the last two and a half years than they've played the Jets. That's amazing. And it's again in Kansas City. You know what? Remind me. On our next episode, I'm going to explain to everybody why the Bills keep playing in Kansas City seemingly. All okay. right, because I get this question a lot. Well, I think because Matt, they're in Kansas City again next year, by the way, in 2023. And people always wonder why that is. I will explain that on the next episode. So, what a tease. Yes. All right. There we go. I'll explain that when we come back on the next episode later in the week. You will have no trouble finding that because you're going to subscribe to us and you're going to have that downloaded right into your iTunes or Spotify browser, whatever you you do, Odyssey app, however you listen. Thank you very much, Matt. You have a uh, great rest of the last, uh, great rest of the week, next couple of days, and we'll talk on Thursday, buddy. See you soon, buddy. All right, for Matt, I'm Sal. Thanks for tuning in and listening to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.